I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Marty Harding, and welcome back to another episode of Animation and Beyond. Yeah, and on this episode, in honor of a new film, we are talking about Clifford the Big Red Dog. That's right, the friendly, large, lovable pup from the animated series that premiered in 2000. And the children's picture books. And the animated series from 2019. In honor of the new movie, which is out in theaters and on Paramount Plus November 10th. And that one will be not animated. It's a live action film. However, Clifford is animated. That's right. They couldn't quite find the right large red dog that fit the part. There are no real living dogs that are giant size, the size of like an elephant or even bright red. That we know of. Yeah. All right, but first, Ezra, we actually need to answer our trivia question from last week. Yeah. Do you remember what it was? Who did Leonard Nimoy, who was famous for Spock, who did he play in Mission Impossible? He played Paris. Great, so moving on, let's jump right into our song feature. And I'm going to actually, I can play some of the song right now for us, Ezra. It's... Baba O'Reilly, also known as Teenage Wasteland by The Who. Yes, and I'll explain what films it was in, or what trailers for films it was in. Yep, let's listen to a second of it. In the original theatrical trailer for A Bug's Life, Pixar's second film, as well as the as well as the some of the theatrical trailers and promotional material for Blue Sky Studios, the Peanuts movie. Oh, fun! When was the Peanuts movie out? Twenty fifteen. It came out just six years ago already. And was it in the actual movie? No, it was only in the trailers and promotional material and ads for the film. Interesting. Yes, I know, I know. Yes, besides Peanuts movie, I also said it was in the trailer for Disney Pixar's second movie, A Bug's Life. Yeah. Why do you think they used it in that one? I'm not sure, because several, like, films, like, in general, including animated films, have used famous songs. Yeah. I think it probably has to do with, you know, pulling people in and getting them excited because they associate a feeling with that song, right? Yes. How would you say that song makes you feel, Ezra? Very upbeat. Upbeat. Would you say A Bug's Life is an upbeat movie? Well, yes, it's it's a fun film from Pixar, which is only their second movie and came out only a few years after their first film, Toy Story. Yeah, I agree. I think it's generally a pretty upbeat movie. Yes, and it wasn't. A, it may have not been as successful as Toy Story, but it was a fun one. It was a fun one. And when, do you think the Peanuts movie was a fun movie? I didn't see that one. I did, yes. It was like how it was in the style of the classic cartoon. And do you think that was an upbeat movie as well? Yes, in some 
peaceful moments, but I thought it was funny too and how they it was very faithful to Charles Schultz's work. Cool. So we are grateful to The Who for producing that song that contributed to the overall feel of the promotional material matching the feel of the movie, right? Yes. Now I'm ready for our feature presentation. Our feature presentation on... Clifford the Big Red Dog. Hello, Clifford. Yes, Clifford the Big Red Dog is a big, lovable, red, gentle giant who's the biggest and reddest dog you've ever seen. Pretty much. And where did he originate from? Um, the first, the very first um, book in the series called Clifford the Big Red Dog was first published in 1963. By Norman Bridwell. Yes, who, who, was, who also wrote and illustrated other children's books too. Yeah, and I read that Norman Bridwell actually originally wanted to be uh, an adult book illustrator, so so a general illustrator for all books, and then someone, and then he was getting rejected a lot, and so someone told him to go and try and be a children's book illustrator, and he wound up doing a really good job at that, which is how he wound up doing so many children's books. Yes, and Clifford is, has obviously become his most famous. Totally. Clifford has been in over 80 books, I believe. Yes, he, um, I know that he's also the mascot of, of Scholastic. And why do you think that is, Ezra? Because, like, Scholastic, which is one of the biggest book publishers in the world, which is is known for things like book fairs going in schools across the country, and Clifford the Big Red Dog is known for being as part of that. Yeah, and so Scholastic's mission involves a lot of getting kids to read. And getting kids to um, get excited about school and reading. And so having Clifford there as a mascot, I think, is one part of getting kids excited. Yes, I know. There have been other Clifford the Big Red Dog, uh, the later books they did in the 1960s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, where Clifford goes on in his adventures with his owner, uh, who's a young girl named Emily Elizabeth. Yeah, and Emily and Elizabeth and Clifford have been around for so long then that they were coming out during the childhood of now, you know, hundreds of thousands of people who were children in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and 2000s, right? I know, and and there have been many children's books about Clifford, and there's even been books about him when he was a tiny puppy before he was a enormous big red dog. Yeah, and in those books, he's super cute. I know. And Clifford is a gentle giant, but sometimes he makes mistakes, but he does not mean any harm and he likes to help others. Yeah. And I actually read a really nice quote by the CEO of Scholastic that talked about how Clifford is the perfect mascot because children are able to see themselves in him and relate to him and how hard he tries to be good. Yes. And I know it. the first Clifford the Big Red Dog screen adaptation was a children's uh, video from the 1980s called from 1986 called Clifford Clifford's sing-along adventure which was live action and was a children's 
sing-along video, which was later re-released in, on VHS in the 1990s. Mm, I can only imagine how excited the kids then were to see you know, a video version of the character from the books. And then from the late 1980s until early in the 1990s, there were a, a cartoon straight-to-video series were of six episodes, which was the first cartoon show they did of the book, did based on those books. So Ezra, is that how you were introduced to Clifford? No, it was from the second cartoon show. Oh God! And there, it had, it was a, it was a straight to video episode series that had like six half hour episodes. Gotcha. And what does uh, straight to video mean? Like direct to video, like released on like video platform like VHS, which they had at the time. Gotcha. Also, uh, the Clifford the Big Red Dog show was on, was on PBS Kids, and it introduced several characters who weren't in any of Norman Bridwell's books, like Cleo and T-Bone, Cleo the Poodle and T-Bone the Bulldog, two of Clifford's best friends. They're so fun. I love the adventures that they go on together. It's really sweet. I know, and also Emily Elizabeth has other friends who are other kids around her age who weren't in the original books that were created solely for the show. Like who? Like Jetta, um, who was one of her friends, along with uh, another boy who was African-American named uh, Charlie. I remember, yeah, Charlie and Jetta were two of um, Emily's best friends in that show. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately, don't you think that Clifford was Emily's best friend? Yes, obviously, yes. <laughs> and he in the show, he was voiced by the late comedian John Ritter. Yeah, but John Ritter passed away, didn't he? Yes, at the he was only 54 when he passed away in in September of 2003, and that's why the show ended because of John Ritter's tragic passing. Mm. And so who voiced Clifford the next time? Well, after well after that show ended, there was the animated film uh, Clifford, uh, Clifford's really big film, which came out around spring of two thousand four, which was the series finale for the show, where Clifford learns about a problem with his food that he gets, and he goes and joins a carnival of animals to save his food supply, and where he meets some dogs, a ferret named Shackleford. And so who voiced Clifford in that film if it wasn't John Ritter? It was John Ritter. It was posthumously in it. Oh, gotcha. I don't remember Clifford talking a lot during the series, but just a little bit. Yes, I know. Like in that show, he didn't actually talk to Emily. He only barked at her, but with his other dog friends, he talked to them. Exactly. So it was kind of a dogs can read each other's minds and hear each other's voices kind of situation. But in the Clifford movie, I'm saying he joins where he meets a ferret named Shackleford, a cow named Dorothy, and some dogs who are in a show run by a man named Larry Gobblegager in a show in a show that he takes in a tour across the country. So we can so we can save his foob and solve this problem that it about it. And to date, it's the only film to be based on a PBS kids show, not counting any Sesame Street films or Barney's Great Adventure. Because when those films made, the block PBS kids didn't exist yet. It didn't come till like later in the 90s. Before this one, this was a prequel spinoff series called Clifford's Puppy Days, which focused on Clifford, but as a tiny puppy. And Emily Elizabeth is not in that one, right? Actually, she is in, in Clifford's Puppy Days. Gray Del Lisley, who voiced her, who's a recurring voice actress, who voiced her in the other show. 
in the original animated series? Yeah, that was on from 2000 until 2003. This series was on from 2003 until 2006. Gotcha. And so how are the how are the stories different when Clifford was a puppy than from the original series? He had some other dog friends though and he had some gotten to some other situations as a puppy and after John Ritter's death, it was a woman who voiced him. Laura Jill Miller voiced Clifford in the show. Oh, interesting. And so who voiced Clifford in the 2019 children's series done by Prime? Which is also released for PBS Kids as well, just like the just like the other other two shows in that show uh um Adam Sanders voices him and just like the direct to video series from late in the 1980s until early in the 1990s Clifford actually talks to Emily doesn't just bark at her he also talks as to his dog friends as well and there were a couple of dogs there who were the replacements for Cleo and T-Bone and Emily's other friends are different than the ones from the previous older show. Gotcha. And so let's, can we shift into this upcoming movie? Yes. Who is voicing Clifford in the new movie? David Allen Greer. The film is also different from the book series as well. And Emily Elizabeth, who's played by young child actress Darby Camp, is 12 years old and she's a middle schooler. Unlike the books and the other cartoons where she was like eight years old yeah i remember emily elizabeth being a lot younger than middle school like probably in like second grade i'm assuming she was in or third grade yeah yeah exactly so i wonder why they chose to make the live action emily elizabeth older yeah good question though and um in this film she has a same unlike the books and the cartoons where she had both a mom and a dad this one, she has a single mom who apparently has a father who got divorced. Gotcha. And then there's another main character. Who's a, who's her uncle. Yeah, yeah. Her uncle is the other main human character, huh? Yes. And in, in the film also takes place in New York City. Which is not where the animated Clifford family lives. And the sh- in the show then, it, it took place in Birdwell Island, which was... Some of the letters change and named after the creator, Norman Bridwell, mm-hmm. who passed away in 2014. He was 86 when he passed away. Wow. So he lived a long life. Yeah, he did live a nice long life. Yeah. And uh, Birdwell Island from the car- from the cartoons of Clifford was a fictional place. Gotcha. I think it's clever how they rearranged the letters of the creator's name to create the setting. And this film I know has been in development as early as 2012, and was planned to be made by the Despicable Me and Secret Life of Pets studio, Illumination. Why did it change? Because Illumination later dropped the project to move on to other things, along with other films they had planned, but were eventually made and produced by someone else. So who wound up producing this film? It was going to be a universal to produce it, but they but that was taken off schedule, and then the, fil- the rights to the film were sold to Paramount. Gotcha. And so now it will be joining the new Star Trek series on Paramount Plus. I know it's coming to theaters and simultaneously on Paramount Plus. That'll be nice because then we can watch it at home or in theaters. Unlike the cartoons and the and the and the books, this film isn't necessarily like made for little kids, like four or five year olds. Yeah, it seems to be targeted more to a general G-rated audience, so entertaining for adults as well as children, but maybe not young, young children, right? Yes, yeah, same idea how they made a live-action Winnie the Pooh film and a live-action Dora movie, unlike the other things they made. Most 
that were mostly for little kids, those ones weren't like made for five-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. And the plot of the film, of the live action film, is going to be a little bit more high stakes because of that. Yes, I know, but I'm excited about it. And because I loved Clifford growing up. And when I was a little kid, I remember I had a couple of Clifford stuffed animals. Oh, cool. Were they very large? One, yeah, one was bigger than, and one was smaller. I also, when I was little, had a Clifford the Big Red Dog fun educational computer game. Oh, what did you do in the game? It was educational and you played games with some like kids learning skills. Got it. So you were doing solving puzzles and such? Yes. And I think it was like targeted for like kids ages three to six or so. But I remember playing it all the time when I was little. Oh, that's fun. I remember watching Clifford the Big Red Dog on PBS Kids a lot when I was little. I do too. I watched it all the time. And I remember... Do you remember a favorite episode? Vaguely, though, but I remember it had Clifford on his fun adventures. I thought Clifford's really big movie, the 2004 film, was animated in a very similar style to Curious George. Oh, yeah. I can see that. The, the Curious George the Curious George films, an animated show, I thought the characters looked similar. Yeah, I can see that. I also loved Curious George. Based on the classic children's books. Yeah. Curious George and Clifford also actually have a lot in common they're both based on children's books they both feature an animal that's really relatable and leads the stories i know from an earlier episode of my podcast i did talk about curious george the animated films and and how how it's a little different from the books how do you think curious george is different from clifford it's a bit more of a classic it's been around longer yeah and i think that curious george gets into a little bit more trouble trouble than Clifford does, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. And Clifford, I know, is an honest and true kind of a hero. Yeah. And so when he gets in trouble, it's only by accident because he's so big. And so he'll bump into things and do things on accident. But he's he's a gentle giant and he wouldn't hurt a fly. No, he wouldn't. And certainly not Emily Elizabeth, his friend. I know. And his other dog friends, too. Yeah. So if you got the chance to have a big red dog as a pet, would you take it, Ezra? I'm not sure, though, but it's but Norman Bridwell certainly used his imagination to create these beloved stories. He did. And I actually read that a lot of it was based on the imagination of his wife, too. They collaborated a lot. He was a very talented illustrator. Yes, he was. I loved reading a lot of his a lot of the Clifford books too when I was little and 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 today even I like reading them to the to the younger kids who I read to in schools yeah do you often read Clifford to those kids yeah I do I like reading them to to little kids who are in preschool and what would you say their reaction is to Clifford Hmm, that they like the story and they like seeing a dog who's all big and red it's really lovely how kids can use their imagination to make something that's on paper so real. I know. I really love Clifford and how it's these children's books and cartoons have captured the hearts of audiences all over the world. All over. I read that Clifford has been translated into 16 languages. But I really think these books are just really fun ones for 
for have that have been loved for generations and it's i'm really excited soon to see the new movie yeah i'm looking forward to seeing the movie too it'll be a nice nostalgic revisit to a character that i loved growing up yes i think so too and reimagining those books like never before clifford has had a remarkable incredible legacy In Clifford the in the Clifford the Big Red Dog 2000 to 2003 series and Clifford's really big movie, one of the main characters was Cleo the Poodle, one of Clifford's best friends. Her voice actor, Cree Summer, was famous for a lot of things, but who did she voice in the hit Cartoon Network series codename Kids Next Door? There it is. There's your trivia question for next week. And that's so we will reveal the answer to that one at the beginning of next week's episode. And for now, that is all we have to say about Clifford. Is there anything else you want to add, Ezra? It was a great episode, and I'll see you next week on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye. Bye.